I'm feeling this week, guys, because it's the NFL draft. I feel like a little. The hell was that? That was so weird. Mom, do you know that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its fucking wings? And do you know that every time a bell rings, Howie Roseman fucks up a fucking draft because he's an idiot? We're fucked. We are fucked. I, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this week, but personally, we're fucked. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we're fucked. Big time, big time <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah, no, we're gonna fuck this draft up, and we're gonna draft two court, two uh, receivers in the first round, and uh, yeah, and have a terrible season this year because Cowie uh, sucks. And that's all we got for you guys tonight. We are fucked. Have a good night. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. We got a ton of good stuff for you tonight. Starting off with our newest segment, a personal favorite. It is time for Time for Phillies Talk with Bob Pogtani. Dinger's Dutch. Dinger's Dutch. They haven't been hitting. They haven't been hitting dingers, though. They've been as cold as ice. Tom, how are you feeling about the Phillies? I mean, they won yesterday, right? And the day before. So okay. the bats finally came alive, came to life the last two days. Finally. Hey, I got to I got to go to last night's game. Had eight wieners. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Bella Dog. Going night I can afford to bring a date with me. Um, <laughs> I'll pay for her meal, my meal, and maybe the guy next to me meal. But uh uh no, that it was it was great. Hey, but Angel Hernandez, he certainly didn't help. He probably was the spark that lit this uh, fire the last two nights. And even tonight, so far, that's 5-3, which is a nice surprise. Uh, but Angel Hernandez was absolutely brutal. That might have been the worst performance of an umpire I've ever seen. Like, it's kind of bad when even Mets fans are going, oh, dear God, that was horrible. Like, the whole baseball world watches Sunday Night Baseball and everyone had the same opinion. The Phillies got hosed. And the Brewers even got hosed by Angel Hernandez. Brewers players after the game were commenting about how bad he was. And they won! How much uh, How much were you cussing at the game? I was cussing a lot. I was cussing a lot. Now, were the dogs making it any easier on the Phillies sucking? Just curious. Were the dogs making it any, like... Well, they didn't suck terribly. last night, so it just made it even more enjoyable. Oh, okay, okay. So that's I, why I was going. I was going shot for shot. They were scoring a run. I was eating a dog. Oh, <laughs> they got the seven runs. I got the seven dogs. They they got to nine runs. I got to eight dogs, and then I couldn't Aww. fit anymore. <laughs> hey, and you kind of went viral on our TikTok a little bit too. Not super duper viral. But, I mean, you did get a pretty fair amount of likes. Let me see if I can screen share this real quick for you guys. Can you guys see that on your end? Yep. yep. Cool. Look at this guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys can. He said, I and love this place on Dollar Dog Night. You look like a kid in a candy store. And it makes me so happy to see because, personally, Tom, in my opinion... I agreed with Schwaber when he freaked out on this. I don't play a lot of baseball, but I did play a fair amount of the show in college. No, no, and you do, dude. You look like squints, buddy. Oh, well, yeah, back <laughs> in my day, I did play for the Sandlot. Thank you for bringing that up, Jack. I, I am squints. Wendy Paladoris, if you're watching. I'm Paladoris. sorry, Wendy Peppercorn. 
Peppercorn. Calidorus is my last name, all the P last names. But Wendy Peppercorn, if you're watching, what's up, baby? Anyway, um, <laughs> it's cold as ice for sure, man. Like, it has been unbearable to watch. But the fact that Angel Hernandez is fucking that smug-ass fucking smile in his car, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know exactly what you're doing when you're pulling out of Citizens Bank. You know what you did. Like, you're about to be publicly executed. And like I said, I haven't played a lot of baseball, but my fair share of the show in college has shown me that shit was a fucking ball and a half. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. They said he only called right 85% of the game. Some people go, oh, 85%, that's a lot. No, like when you call a game that's bad, it's like 95%. You should be making 99.999% of the calls right. So it, it was a disgrace to baseball. Get him out of baseball. I'm not a fan of it personally in all seriousness. And uh, the fact that he smiled after personally uh, rubbed me the wrong way. What do you think, Jack? You know, that smile is like the smile I do when I take a big, massive dump in the toilet. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's I, he knows what he was doing. And yep. especially in Philly, come on, dude. Like, you got to call a game fair. And stop fucking up. It's your job. You have one job, dude. One job to do that. Call the right calls. That's all I really have to say. No, that's a very, very good point. You got one job, bro. Declan, you're a Phillies fan, right? Yes, sir. I uh, I just packed up my Jamie Moyer jersey. Uh, <laughs> moving out this week, so I had to make sure everything was uh, nice and secure. But it wasn't even... It wasn't even that he was calling it unfairly. It was that he was calling it badly on both sides yeah. of the ball. Like, he was just... He is the reason, well, he and a couple other guys, but he especially is the reason that robo umps are going to be a thing pretty soon. Like, <laughs> that just not even like the sheer volume of bad calls that he made, but the times that he made them, like the important points in the game. And I forget the website, but it's um it's an umpire tracker and it gives like an umpire scorecard. He missed like four big calls that swung the momentum of the game. And it was just obvious he had – to that point, the largest miss on a uh, strike call where it was like, I forget, four or something inches outside of the zone. Four, two inches off uh, off the plate. Yeah, it's just un- it's, it's unbelievable. And it's been years that this guy has been terrible. I just – I can't stand it. It frustrated the heck out of me. But I'm glad they got some sort of spark because they needed it bad. No, they did need it. And it's been long overdue. Maybe Declan – Declan, do you think the fact that Tom's there smashing hot dogs has to do with the Phillies' success? Those two uh, are reciprocated of each other or, uh, you know, contingent on each other? Look, I'm not going to say that he's the direct <laughs> cause, but, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, okay? This guy <laughs> ate eight hot dogs in the name of Phillies baseball. There's really not something that ranks higher than that, clearly. And, I mean, they got nine runs, like – Something must have worked. They knew that Tom was in the building. They knew that hot dogs were a dollar. It's a big night for Phillies baseball, just the sport in general, and they showed out. They did, and uh, it was definitely, definitely fun to see them bounce back, and I know that Tom had a nice little date with Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Aww. for her support. Tom's Aww. GF, his lovely lady. I love you, Dutch. I love you. And one and one person, Tom, I'm I all I love you, man. About is AJ fucking Brown. Tom, I'll let you take this one first. And after this, guys, we're gonna have to do our Jack trivia. Jack's gonna ask the same question we asked last week. We're just gonna actually give you the answer this time. So actually, I'll 
Do you want to do it now, Jack? Do you remember the question? Should we just get out of the way? Hold up. Keep going with this one. All right, cool. Make sure you have the question. Anyway, Tom, you can take this first, but A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, they were working out. Jalen Hurts went to Brown's son's birthday party. What are your thoughts on this, and uh, is this a good look for the Eagles? Like, if he were to actually come, I'd love it. But I just don't see uh, him coming, like, to the to the Eagles. Like, I, I just think this is – if I'm the Titans, I'm not letting him go. Like, I, I think we're reading too much into this. Guys are friends across leagues all the time. Like, Bryce Harper and Chris Bryant, two superstars of baseball, are like best buds and do everything together. They're not on the same team. And when he had a chance to come to the Phillies this offseason, he didn't. Um, and then you have guys like this. Like, there's friends across within all the leagues, across different te- that are on different teams. And they show up to each other's different family events and whatnot. I think we're reading too much into this. It's, I think they'll just forever be workout buddies. I don't think they're ever going to be on the Eagles together, unfortunately. You, you think we're looking too far into it? Yeah. I don't think we are. I think you are, Dalton. You're getting all all. Oh, I'm getting shape. worked up. Oh, my God. Like, this is going to be the shit. No. Listen, guys. It would be awesome if he came to the Eagles, but there's no shot he's coming to the Eagles. I mean, you, you, we can say that uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be a better quarterback this year because he's practicing with Tom Brady. But is he going to? No. So we're, we're giving our hopes up way too much. Um, I don't think he's coming to, to uh, the Eagles at all. Um, but uh, I hope he does. But, you know, pull the brakes a little bit because this is not happening for sure. I don't know about that. I think personally, I'll play devil's advocate real quick. Don't fucking pull the brakes. Step on the fucking gas, Howard. Like, if you can go out and get one of these top wide receivers, I mean, I've been I, I've been really, really apt to getting a veteran wide out versus drafting somebody, unless it's Drake London. But A.J. Brown, I think, is one of the best contested catch wide receivers, physical what we need, I've been saying it all year. He's like the ideal candidate, in my opinion. And the fact that him and Jalen Hurts have some good chemistry, they're buddies, I really like that factor behind it. So it seems like A.J. Brown wants out of Tennessee, but at the same time, it seems like a lot of players want out of a lot of places and not a lot's happening. Maybe that will change after the draft, but if draft night, if you can make some kind of a trade, maybe with the Titans and give them a pick to move up to get their guy, and you can acquire A.J. Brown and finesse them and bring in a guy, and then you just stay at your other pick and maybe select N'Kobe Dean or something, now we're cooking with gasoline. That's two guys that can completely change the aspect of the game. Yeah, we'll get into our draft takes later, but I'd love this guy. What were you saying? It's not going to happen. I mean, I doubt we're, it. We're drafting two receivers. Now, or a running back, or some, or a kicker like that. Yeah, exactly. Kicker and a punter. We need them. <laughs> what do yeah, you think, Declan? Just, I don't know. I mean, they're just friends. That's all I think. Like, it would be cool, I guess, for the Eagles to go out and get them. But is it really going to happen? Because then, who's Tannehill without AJ Brown? He's a guy that can turn around and hand it off to Derrick Henry, and that's it. They need him like desperately. So, unless you throw the entire like second you know 
the uh, second people on your depth chart at the Titans and pray that, you know, they are like, oh, yeah, no, that works out. I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I don't know where I was going with that, but it sounded cool in my head. <laughs> no, it made sense. I hear you. I really liked your point about what you said about without A.J. Brown, who is Ryan Tannehill? Because that's so fucking true. Ryan Tannehill is like one of the most mediocre QBs in the league, and this guy's been bailing him out for a while. So it, it is smart of the Titans to protect their asset, per se. Yeah. Um, All right, let's do this trivia. I got it. All right, cool. You got the question, and then don't yeah. tell the answer. We'll say it at the end. You want me to hit the intro for you? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Let me scroll down to it. <laughs> he gets an intro? Oh, he gets an intro. Maybe I'll make you a Sixers intro. You got to send me a pick, though. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. What is up, everyone? You ready for this trivia? It's the same one as last week, but... I'm going to, uh, you know, get my inner um, Steve. Who's the guy on Jeopardy? Um, um, Steve Alan. Harvey. No, Steve Harvey. He's hey, not on Jeopardy. Away. Is he? Not Jeopardy. Just just let it. <laughs> not Jeopardy. Uh, you know, whatever. Family but, Feud. Yes, there we go. Shut up, Declan. <laughs> um, so the question is. Get it who, out, Junior. Do you want me to restart is, the intro? No. No. Who has had the most rushing yards on the Eagles in one game? In franchise history. Who has had the most rushing yards in one game in Eagles franchise history? I have a guy in my head. I'll save the guess for later, but I think that you guys shouldn't think too much into it. We're going to get to the answer in a little bit. That's a question of the night. Who has had the most Rushing yards in one franchise game. Sorry, I had to think about it for a second. Yes. But moving on to our next topic. We're going to give it to our Sixers expert first. The one thing that we have in common with Declan. Well, Phillies baseball too. But the Sixers and Ben Simmons, he, he can't play due to a mental block or something. What are your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I feel super comfortable commenting on the whole Ben Simmons situation. Uh, but to answer the question, who won? It's the Sixers, but not as wide of a margin as I was hoping it would be. Um, James looks hurt or old or something. He just doesn't look as aggressive as um, he's looked, especially in those first few games after the trade. Uh, say what you will about that. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but he's got to step up. Joel said it the other night. I mean, James is just not James right now. And he's doing a good job. Like, he's still putting up really good numbers. And, you know, his off, like, off season, like him, you know, not playing super well, those numbers, you know, compared to like most of the league are really, really good. But for him, it's just not the same. So um, he's got to be more aggressive if they're really going to win this trade. But I mean, Seth had a really good year for the Nets. Andre had a really good year for the Nets, but they were not the pieces that were supposed to be um, the big thing that was going to put them over the top. It was supposed to be Ben. And for whatever reason, he just couldn't do that. So weird it's just weird you know it's weird yeah he gave up on us it feels like we didn't give up on him he gave up on us and i definitely definitely think that overall philly won um ben simmons says that he can't play due to a mental block um and that that gives him back stress i don't know whether that's true or not like declan said the whole situation is eh, you don't know if you want to comment on it apparently that will grox you up but 
at the end of the day, like it's it just feels fake. It it doesn't feel real. And it feels like when your team needed you at the most, you were not there. And that's what really, really rubs me the wrong way. Like, look at Embiid right now. He literally has, like, what, a dislocated thumb, is it? Is that what his, his deal is? It's yeah. some sort of tear, I think. Yeah, he's walking out there with a torn, like, ligament in his thumb or something insane like that, and he's playing through it. And you haven't played basketball in a year, and you can't go out there and suit up when your team needs you. It just doesn't feel like a team player to me, in my opinion. That's how I see it. Yeah, it's it's just like, oh, yeah, go ahead, Jack. No, go ahead, Declan, if you want to. No, I just, like, it's unprecedented, you know? And if this is him coming out and, like, advocating on behalf of mental health, this is great. Like, this is exactly what we need. We need, like, somebody to say, look, my mental health is just not good right now and I can't play and that's valid but I don't know like is that what's happening and I don't want to question that right like I don't want to be the guy that but the lack of communication it seems like between him and the coaching staff like they obviously want to see him be his best version so why wouldn't you talk I don't know it doesn't it doesn't doesn't feel it doesn't feel legit I definitely definitely uh agree with that you guys are both wrong. I think the Nets won on this bet because they won a model. Um, he loves wearing his Brooklyn jet, his varsity jacket, Brooklyn Nets varsity jacket with the gold chain and glasses. Um, so I think they, they won on that. But no, in all seriousness, how Jack gets all his frat parties at York's though. And <laughs> in, in all seriousness, Sixers definitely won on this. Um, like Declan said, um, the margin is a little closer than I wanted to be. Um, he's played James Harden played really well. When he first got on the team, and then you know, since yeah, he then, sucked. he doesn't suck, but he's just not yeah, playing up to par. I he's mean, just not James Harden. No, he's not James Harden. He's not the he's not the James Harden we know from the Rockets. Um, he's had, getting a lot of foul trouble uh, in the playoffs right now. Um, so, and he's I mean, Embiid is literally carrying that whole team right now. Um, I don't care what you guys think, but he is carrying the whole team. Um, without if you've seen it. With him not on the court, they they don't gel well together, and they play terrible basketball. Um, but, I mean, dude, you're getting paid millions of dollars. I get mental health is a big portion of athletes. But, like, spend money on doctors to help you out. Don't sit out because of that because you have mental issues. Do that. And brag about court. your fucking lamb suit or whatever he had. Yeah, do that on the weekends when you're not playing. Worry about that. But I don't think – you should play, not play because of it. Um, I mean, he's taking a year off basketball. That should have helped somewhat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me chime in on this too, Dutch. He got, Let's not forget, he still got paid $30 million, and he wants the other, what is it, like 20 or something from the Sixers? He's currently suing the Sixers. There's, so apparently he doesn't have mental issues enough of to – that it would prohibit him from following up on a lawsuit when it comes to getting his money. So that's why I think it's a little bit of BS. All okay. That all of a sudden his back was healed and then magically it's hurt again the night before he's supposed to finally play a game. And like, give me a break already. Like, like he, he was trash. He never played a game this year. I think the sole fact that, he couldn't make himself available for even one game. 
and the Sixers won. Even if they never re-sign this guy, hey, even if they never re-sign James Harden, and he's at like the Sixers still won because I'd rather get rid of James Harden after this season than sign him for like a five-year, fifty million dollar a year deal. Oh, that will come to regret because it's something like Toby that's way overpriced and way out of the range. And with washed up old James Harden who can't keep his hamstring right for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the Sixers definitely, definitely walked away with the advantage, at least in the short term. If you had a traumatic event, I mean, you should have his teammates to bring him in and help him out. Like, I've dealt with it when I played sports, and I had my team to help me, so I still played through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a good point. It's a show. I think it's a show. All right, fellas. Uh, some football that we've had recently, besides the draft, is the USFL. The Philadelphia Stars finally get their first win in the Keystone State Ball. They take down the Pittsburgh Maulers. Uh, I don't remember the score. It was some 40-something to some 30-something stars. Uh, but Brian Scott goes 26 for 36, 272 yards and four total TDs, three passing, one rushing. And a wide receiver, uh, Alexander, gets eight receptions for 186 total yards and two TDs. Is the passing game, it seems like, the recipe for success for the Stars team? I'll go first. I'm going to say hell yeah. Um, from what I've heard from all of my USFL fans on TikTok, NFL Mike, uh, JFly, everybody on there. Sorry, I had to burp for a second. But everybody that's told me that they watch the USFL uh, really, really says that Brian Scott, the QB of the Stars, is like the Aaron Rodgers of the USFL. And I really, really saw that come to fruition last game. The first game was not good by any means. This this was a lot more fun to watch. When you have a wide receiver that's getting 185-plus yards and two receiving touchdowns, that's a very good sign. That's a sign that you're doing something right. Now, I don't know if maybe that's a fault on the Pittsburgh Mauler secondary or if that's on the Stars, uh, you know, wide receivers, but holy shit, they looked freaking phenomenal. Um, I really, really liked what I saw. Jack, you want to take it next? And maybe we should uh, hire the stars um, offense coordinator. Um, <laughs> it, seems, it seems like that the uh, stars know how to throw the fucking ball, whereas Eagles really don't, and they're making good decisions. Um, I'm not really getting into the USFL, um, but it's nice to see that some Philly team right now is doing decently well in sports. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty incredible. 186 yards and two TDs. That's beautiful beautiful that's music music to my ears um so i think you know we have some hope in the stars to uh play well this, this season no those are monster numbers you're exactly right what do you think declan are you a stars fan are you a stars fan are you a generals fan who's who's your usfl team if you had to pick one uh you know i i was looking into getting stars season tickets until i realized it was in a bubble in birmingham <laughs> and i was devastated because i was like that would be a lot of fun but uh, no, they they have done a really good job offensively. Defense, there's a couple question marks. So um, that first game against New Orleans, they didn't really – they struggled to get stops at times. But, I mean, that last game against Pittsburgh was really, really good. They played really well. They were able to – the defense was able to step up when they had to. 
Um, and I think that was the most important thing. But yeah, their pass game is unbelievable. It's like surprising. Um, but I, I think they can they can really make some uh, do some damage here in the USFL. We'll see what happens though. I'm thinking about getting a jersey. I was trying to get a crew neck, but they didn't have crew necks that were like. So nice. you're a Stars fan for sure. Absolutely, the yellow is a yeah. little ugly, but it's like you know. I what agree. Do you do about it? Yeah, it feels like uh, Washington vibes, kind of in my opinion. I would, I really would have loved a nice red, white, and blue for the Stars. That's that's my personal take. What are you thinking, Tommy? Well, hold on, quick, quickly on the colors. There's, those are the colors from the '80s. So. Right. They're, I don't they're just give bringing a shit. them back. Update them. I'm going to fucking buy the team one day and change it to fucking cosmic blue and purple so it looks sick or red, white, and blue. <laughs> Not fucking redskins, fucking, you know, yellow and red. Ugh. If How it was more gold, you? it would be nice. I think. How old are you? Three? No, I'm <laughs> fucking four and a half. Girl? <laughs> Come on. That's uh, way better than this. No, this is better. <laughs> I like the, I like the mustard yellow and mcdonald's ketchup yeah i was gonna like, say you want to fucking mcdouble or something christ yo summer red can i i, I can hate him i have I a funny him. meme to say and it's a picture of ben simmons and the comment is well we're past ben simmons jack let him say it. let him say it she said though it says her I need a guy that doesn't play games. And then it says me with Ben Simmons on the sideline. It's funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he does fuck around like that. Anyway, Tommy boy, what do you think about the star's success? Uh, I'm glad they're having success. It's good to see. I'm glad they're the opposite of the Eagles. Uh, that can actually throw the ball. Uh, jail, possible Jalen Hurts, uh, replacement. Uh, just, uh, uh, just want to put it out there. I know the competition isn't the same. I mean, it's just a joke. Um, um, but it was so funny. I forgot to laugh. Oh my god, Jack! Jack, you're so you're so you're so cool. I forgot to put on a shirt just like you do every weekend at your frat parties. (laughs) And then I'm gonna post it later on Instagram. Be like, yo, chest out. (laughs) Um, but yeah. It's it's nice to see see some passing actually out of a Philadelphia team. We haven't been able to see any good passing since uh, Carson was here. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's true, uh, kind of to an extent. I mean, he did kind of you know, but well, Just that one season. It was only his last season was he actually bad with us. No, I'd agree with that. He did bail us out of a lot of shit, and people want to forget that. All right, gentlemen. Uh. Let's just get the negative out of the way. Doc Rivers has got to fucking go. It's clear. It's evident. Anybody want to take it first? That I think our Sixers expert should. Yeah, let's give it to our Sixers I mean, expert. Look, I've said it on this show before. Glenn is probably one of my least favorite people on earth. Um, that's an exaggeration, I guess. But I do get really frustrated. I literally, when uh, when Joel hit that game winner in game three, I was like, wow, that was a really nice play design by Doc. And then he got to his press conference and went, yeah, actually, Joel said that he should run this part instead. And he went out and did that. And I said, well, OK, well, there goes my you know, little credibility I was willing to give to him. And then it was just right out the window. So that's a little frustrating. Um, but he just stinks. And if I don't think it'll happen, I don't think the Raptors will come down, come back 3-2 or 3-0 and win the series. But if it does... And even if it doesn't at this point, but if it does, 
there is no question he has to get fired and they have to move in a different direction. It, it, there's no more excuses. He He's just so frustrating to watch as a coach. He gets in the team's way. It's just, it's not, we, if, Philly is going to make moves like getting James Harden and like actually trying to invest in winning now. They have to like put their money where their mouth is and get rid of him and go out and get a real coach. That's how I feel. I'm just, it's frustrating at this point. No, it's really fucking frustrating and it's really painful because it feels like, um, in my opinion, feels like we're wasting Embiid's time. It feels like we're wasting. Harden's time. It feels like we're wasting all of these pieces that we put in place. Even, even Toby, as much as I hate to say, yes, we overpay Toby, like you pointed out, Tom, but even Toby, we're wasting all because this guy. I actually really liked Doc Rivers for a little bit uh, because when I was younger, I used to be a Celtics fan. No, oh, of course. Don't let a lot of people know that. I was a front runner when I was a kid, but I came to my senses when I was about a freshman in high school and I came back. But the point is I always liked and had respect for doc rivers. Not anymore. The whole Paul Reed thing. When Paul Reed went off and he goes, it's not the Paul Reed show. What are you doing? I Mm. get it. I totally get it. It's not the Paul Reed show, but that's your player. Your job is to hype him up. You're, you're his coach. And when you say shit like that, that's just going to take the wind out of his sail and do the complete opposite of what you're trying to attempt as a team. So I personally was not a fan of that. Yeah, no. Um, uh, this is, you know, like you said, Dalt, you're wasting these players' time. They do a lot, especially in Bede. He's literally carrying the whole team. He does a lot for the team, and he deserves to uh, be treated well as a player and have a better coach who knows how to coach him. And, you know, with that p- big pickup with James Harden, we need to somehow go back to when we first became on the Sixers and do something about it. Um, and I think they need to get Paul Reed more 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 minutes to play um, because, you know, he goes in maybe not even half t- half the game. And I feel if we have Embiid and uh, Reed down there, I mean, I think it would be a unstoppable defense. Two Twin Towers. So, uh, but I just think he needs to go, like Declan said, if, if we do lose this series – which we shouldn't lose a series, then we need to go somewhere and go a different direction and get a better coach who knows how to use his players well. 150% agree. Tommy? Let me put it to you this way. I think this guy's been the most overdramatic guy in Philadelphia this year. He uh, – let me put it to you this way. He was – the media was asking him today – about his uh, shortcomings in the playoffs because there's a statistic that started floating around after the Sixers lost the other night. There's been 13 times in NBA history that a team has come back after being down 3-1. Three of those teams that blew the 3-1 of those 13 teams. Doc Rivers coach. Doc Rivers was the coach. So people were like, is this going to be the cherry on top for Doc? The one thing that's like super inexcusable after being up 3-0 in a series is this is this the straw that breaks the camel's back? Like, like there's just no more defending Doc. Like when they when they hired him, I was like, all right, Sixers, we're finally making a move. Uh, when they made the hire, I thought it was the right move. But now it's like, eh, 
kind of over him. He likes to he likes to be pe- like act like an asshole to the fans. You know, he doesn't like to get like he, he doesn't really make good substitutions. He I'll give him this in game that game where Embiid hit the game winning shot. I think that was game three. Yeah. Um, he had a fantastic timeout because Embiid was ready to lose that ball. But other than that, in three years, I think that's the only time I can really say Doc's had a smart coaching decision. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's been a long, painful, uh, interesting three years, and he's definitely got to go. I'm tired of wasting these players' time. I'm tired of wasting their energy. I'm tired of wasting our money. And most importantly, I'm tired of wasting the city of Philadelphia's time. We're due for another championship. And Um, we have one of the best teams in the past couple, five, six years. We probably have arguably one of the best point guards and centers of the past decade. Yeah, I know we've hit on that. But, like, come on, dude. Like, if if we really do have that, learn how to coach your players because we shouldn't be – we should be playing well and not be down or lose game four when at, at Philly, at Philly especially. And we and real, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was done. I was just gonna say you mentioned the thing about Paul Reed not getting many minutes with Joel. I only know about this because I wrote for it. Cheap plug, six or cents. Check it out. But um, I wrote about it. it. The tallest player on the Raptors is six nine. Paul Reed is six nine. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is almost seven feet. If DeAndre Jordan is almost seven feet, why aren't we trying him? He's played less than a second this series. He's not good. Don't get me wrong. But we got to try something. Like, yeah. there's got to be something. There, he, the thing that he just has no flexibility with his rotation. Like, well, it's, and, and the thing is, like, we have – we play the same five, six players the whole game. Like, we play – we go with uh, Green. Um, who else? Harden, Maxi, occasionally. Yeah, and I mean, they these players get tired. Joel Embiid's playing pretty much the whole fucking game. Give him a quick rest. Yes, I know we see when he's on the court, we don't play well. But if we get more people in, we're not going to have that issue because we rely way too much on Embiid, which we we definitely should. But at the same time. He's not a god. I mean, he, he kind of is a god, but like... I'd rather have a fresh Embiid than a gassed Embiid. Right, yeah. right. Well, and they shipped Bassey down to the Blue Coats, so they can't call him up. He's played really well this season in the G League. Had some really solid NBA minutes, too. Like, this team is not deep, and they need, you know, they need yeah. to change that, and they can't. Yeah. They they need to get their shit together, for sure. Um. I want to give this one to you, Declan, because I know that you potentially are looking for this guy to fall to you guys, too. Uh, there are some reports that the Eagles are trading up for Thibodeau. Um, I mean, talk about it from a Giants fan perspective, too. I mean, this guy's falling. It felt like a couple years ago he was a lock for a top three pick. Now he's dropping. Yeah, who are they going to trade up with? That's the only thing. It feels like everybody in the top five, six, seven, he's going to be gone by seven because either somebody else is going to take him or the Giants will. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting. They just brought him in for a third interview. I think they'll try, if Evan Neal is on the table, they'll try to get him at five. I see the Panthers picking a quarterback, I think, at six, especially if Willis is still there, even if Pickett's there, though, too. Um, so I just 
they're going to have to put a pretty pretty good package together if they're going to trade up with somebody because I just I don't see any team trading out of the top five, six, seven. Now nah, I think it's going to need to be maybe the Falcons. The Falcons are a team I feel like with their needs that can maybe afford to trade back, but the Falcons are what seven or eight? eight? I think. Yeah, yeah so are five and seven, so Falcons are eight. Yeah, so I feel like if if he falls to you guys, he would be a lock for y'all. What do Has you think? Of, what do you think about this guy, Tom? I haven't really heard much about how you feel about Thibodeau this past all season. Like, I really don't know much about Oregon football, so, like, I didn't know much about him going into the offseason. Well, Chip Kelly, of course, your favorite head coach. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, The only – well, I, I, I will say this. In hindsight, 2020, I am a little grateful for Chip Kelly in that he conditioned the shit out of all those players so then they could last for forever with, under Doug Peterson to win that Super Bowl. Just saying. They were all in the best shapes of their lives because of how he ran practice. Anyway, that's besides the point. I, mean, I don't think we need this guy. You all you have too many. Don't trade up for him. It's just be dumb. Um, you need a linebacker. You have plenty of guys on your defensive line that you're paying out the wazoo for. Or I just think it would be dumb if they traded up for this guy. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm Tommy. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Uh, I guess I'll take it because I guess Dalton's doing something on TikTok or whatever he was doing. Um, but no, uh, I don't think we need to. And from all of the mock drafts I've looked at today, um, it surprised me that Nakobe Dean was not in the first round at all. And they had us getting a cornerback in, at 15 and then a uh, – receiver at 19 um, or whatever our second pick is. Um, I'm so all for Nakobe Dean. He's very, he's very probably the most um, NFL ready linebackers in the draft. I think personally, um, I'm not really sure about Thibodeau. Um, go ahead, go to the giants. <laughs> They'll use you. Eh, we'll see what happens, but um, yeah. All right. Jay, Jalen hurts is on the ground five times a game. We'll see how you like it. Hey, we'll see. I mean, Michael Parsons couldn't really get to uh, Jalen Hurts this season, so. Oh, that my God. Matter. Shut the didn't hell matter. up. Michael Parsons was so fucking good. He was. He was. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm still saying go with Dean. If don't No need to trade up. Um, but uh, we will see what happens. Like I said earlier, Howie will fuck this up no matter what. We know how he drafts, and we'll probably get two receivers – in the first in the first round, so, um, but we definitely need to be smart when we draft with uh, this this draft coming up. It feels impossible though. Like there's so many positions in this draft that you could go with, and it doesn't feel like you'll mess it up. I even for Howie, like that would no, be super Howie hard. still will find a way to fuck it up. Yeah, he'll give up Jalen Hurts in the process of trading up for Thibodeau. We got we'll take one step forward, two steps fucking backwards with his thumb. We could have got CeeDee Lamb. But hey, they thought Gar- you guys thought Gardner would be a starter, you know? No, don't Maybe that's me. not the worst thing. I love Minshew. Minshew still <laughs> got it, baby. We need to fucking trade him at his highest value. Uh, but if the Eagles trade up for this guy, that would be amazing. I'm a huge fan of edge rushers. I think if you're not going to yeah, take a linebacker... Man. If you're not going to take a linebacker, 
take an edge rusher. We have defensive ends. We don't have edge rushers. We have Hassan Reddick, and I think that he's good. But Kaiser White is a traditional middle linebacker. I personally want Nakobe Dean, and we'll get to that. But if you can get this guy and you don't have to give up a lot to get him, it's a steal for the Eagles. Um, he he can be that type of generational player that you see every once in a while. I don't think that he's the best edge rusher in this class, but I think that he's the biggest boomer bust. And talking about our draft picks, we will move on to our next topic in a personal mocks. Uh, this is what everybody had on the podcast tonight for who they got. So I'll just read them off real quick. Tommy had Nicobe Dean going number 15 and Derek Stingley somehow falling to the Eagles at number 18. I had Nicobe Dean going number 15 and Drake London somehow falling to the Eagles at 18. I know both of those are crazy, those number 18s. Declan, more realistic with the Eagles having Lloyd fall at 15 and then snagging Linderbaum just before maybe the Cardinals or Cowboys at 23 and 24. Uh, and Jack had Nicobe Dean going number 15. Seems like there's kind of a consensus there for what we think. Hopefully fucking Howie sees it too. Uh, and Chris Olave uh, with his second pick. How are we feeling about these picks, boys? Uh, anything we disagree with, agree with, don't like, like? Olave's uh, not going anywhere near 18. Neither is Stingley, before. Yeah, neither Stingley. I don't think Stingley's even close to falling to 15. Stingley's like top no. seven. I don't know. Well, you think Olave's going to get picked up earlier? Oh, God, yeah. I think Olave's going to fall to the Packers, personally. And I don't want him. I don't want him personally. I think he's like, what, the fourth or fifth best receiver in this draft, in my opinion, at least right now. I don't want him. There's a lot of good receivers. So, like, if we didn't end, like, if we ended up not getting him, it wouldn't be the end of the world. If we could get Jamison Williams or fucking, what's the other guy's name? Shit. Um, who's the other badass wide receiver in this draft? Oh, Garrett Wilson. If we could get one of those two, I'm fine with it. Other than that, or Drake London. Other than that, I don't want any of them. And the only reason I want Drake London is because he's like the physical wide out that I yeah, want. Yeah, but last time we drafted somebody from USC, for, USC, for, uh, the, uh, the wide outs. I do. I love the physicality. And yeah, you're right, Jack. Don't don't bring up the A word, Aguilar. Yeah. Hey, he played really well for other teams. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> Shut up, Clint. obvious. <laughs> And then, oh, and ver don't forget our other great, great physical wide receiver, Jay, Jay, or Sega White He's my favorite tight end in the league, bro. What are you talking about? He is. I, I, he's going to fucking ball out at tight end. Probably. <laughs> you know what's crazy? We all talked about him becoming tight end, like, throughout the season. And, hey, they listen to us. They listen to us. Dude, You're this is going to happen. We're going to get fucking – Two receivers. I'm, I'm calling it. And they're not going to be like probably top 30 receivers in this year's draft because we can't draft. But, so uh, SSB Kiz Jack wants us to get Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama, who played a little bit with Jalen Hurts. Not a lot. Probably just practice. Uh, but did play with Devontae Smith. How do you feel about Jamison Williams? Would you like that? No. I don't want a receiver. We don't need a receiver, dude. We don't need a receiver. So there's nobody you want, even the best overall receiver prospect. Hold on. You just said we don't need a receiver. Yes, I know I have a lave. <laughs> That's just a hope. But we really don't need a receiver. We need a defensive player. And, I mean, 
I kind of was asked on the spot. That's the first thing that came to my head for the second pick. Yeah, we um, were in the car and we were at Taco Bell going through the drive-thru and I was yeah. like, yo, what you were know, your first two draft fair. picks? I, I, Because there's nothing else. I can, there's only two things I can think of at Taco Bell. My $5 fill-up box and then the shit I'm taking afterwards. Yep, that's <laughs> I, had that after, I had that after my uh, Taco Bell, so. So I hurt. Fair. I'll, I'll give you a pass this one time, Jack. I'm surprised you guys didn't think of Linderbaum, though. I, I thought that'd be honestly, more popular. I have no idea who that is. I think he's a got, center from we Iowa. Have, we have Dickerson to be our replacement center, or at least we're looking to try him out for a year, and that won't happen for another year. So I right. think that they'll hold off on center, even though Linderbaum, I think, would be the ideal replacement. I just think that the Eagles won't pull the trigger on him. I should have put him on this graphic on the uh, likely candidates because they could draft him. I think he's up there. Uh, but guys. The Eagles are looking at some of our prospects, some of the likely candidates on the left, some of the trade-up candidates on the right. I'll just take this one first. What I'll say is this. If you can trade up for Derek Stingley, Kyle Hamilton, maybe Thibodeau, do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I don't think that Evan Neal, I don't think you need to tackle that much with um, you know, Lane Johnson and Jordan Malata. Sauce is good. I just don't like Sauce as much as I like Stingley, and I very well might be wrong on that. The two are very close right now where they're at in the draft. Maybe that's because I'm an LSU fan, but LSU is defensive back university. Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, Jamal Adams. I really, really think that Stingley is going to be a uh, a baller, and if the Eagles can get him, that would be awesome. Otherwise, on the left, the number one guy that I want is N'Kobe Dean. I want a linebacker like we all do. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Rip it off. Let's have fun. Let's get N'Kobe Dean. Devin Lloyd, I'd be very, very happy with, too, because of versatility. Jordan Davis, Yo, I'd be happy with. What? When's the, when's, the, when's the last time we drafted a linebacker in the first round? Oh, in the fucking 70s, dude. It, or, it, it was a while back. Maybe in yeah. the 90s, we drafted some guy, Mike Mamula or Mike but I don't know if that was in the first round or second. But overall, Nakobe Dean is the guy at the top of my wish list, and Drake London's the bottom. That's my personal uh, read on it. What are you thinking, Tom? First off, I just did a quick Google search. Dutch, you were right. 1979 was the last time. Shit, that was a long time. Who was it? Did it say? Uh, I haven't drafted the truth. That likely won't, because there was... Uh... No, it's all good. Say. It talks about who the Eagles were picked up the last like two or three years. Well, who do you want the Eagles to maybe trade up for, or would you rather stay put and take two guys with the likely candidates? What do you think? I think they have so many holes to f- like. Josh, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not sure why he's not here tonight, but Josh just said it all along, and I'm gonna agree with Josh of what he's been saying all along. We need those two picks because we have too many holes to fill. So there, and there's definitely going to be guys at some of those positions to fill with those two picks. That's just a straight up facts. That being said, if I were to trade up, there's only one guy I trade up for. And it's because I see a little bit of like Brian Dawkins and Troy Palomalo in him. And that's Kyle Hamilton. That's the only guy I trade up for. Or because he could be that like weapon X versatile type guy. He he's the only one I trade out for. Other than that, I stick back at fifteen and eighteen. Hope that like a guy like Dean or um uh, who's the other guy? I'm 
Davis is like around there, or and you just get guys like that. Which I say that like that's a bad thing, but those guys are generational as well. Facts. No, I agree. Declan. Yeah, not much to add. Don't trade up. That's all I have to say. Fair point. Fair point. Jackson. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, in my perfect world, if I was Howie, I would go with an offensive lineman, and then a linebacker. Um. And I want Nakobe Dean. Like I said, the mock drafts I've seen, Nakobe Dean's falling into the second round. Um. But I think, like Tom said, he's a generational player that we need to fill in our linebacker. Um, he, I think he would work really well with uh, Kazir White um, and we'll have some kind of protection and um, that kind of rush with N'Kobe Dean. And then, I mean, I didn't know about Linden Ball, but, I mean, maybe if he drops because, you know, Kelsey's done after this year. Dickerson's going to fill up. And then if Dickerson – I think Linden Ball would be a good uh, backup for uh, Dickerson. Um, so – I would not – I'd like – like Tom, I would only trade up for one player, and that's uh, Kyle Hamilton. Um, other than that, I'm just, I want to stay put and uh, keep it there. Is that because you're a Notre Dame fan or – No, he's just a, a beast of a player. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I guess – has everybody gone now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Uh, all right. I guess last but not least, guys, we have our final topic of the night – Fingers crossed for the Eagles in the draft. We'll see who they take. I'm sure that we'll have content for you guys. If you aren't, follow our TikTok at 302Birds. Follow our Facebook at 302Birds. Follow our Instagram at 302Birds. Follow everything at 302Birds, and that will be the best place to get your draft coverage to us reacting live. Um, I guess, Jack, do you want to give us the answer to the question? I'll let you ask it one more time. Oh, shit. Sorry. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. I think the answer. You got to read the question one more time. Read it one more time. Who is the uh, running back? Who has the most rushing yards in one game in Eagles franchise history? And I want to say, I could be wrong, but I think it was Shady McCoy during the Lions game. That's who I don't. I don't know if it was during the snowball, but it was definitely Shady McCoy. I think it was during the snowball, too. I personally agree with you. I don't know, though, for sure, but it was LaShawn McCoy. He had the most rushing yards in a game for the Eagles. Let us know in the chat if you got that right, if you knew that. Um, Did you see what John Clark tweeted? No, what did he tweet? Let us know in the chat. I would love to see that. It was Uh, uh, Jamison Williams was the Eagles told him that they wanted to draft him. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't think wide receivers a huge, huge need for us with Quez and Devontae. That's just how I feel. But anyways, top tier board games, gentlemen, our fun topic of the week. Uh, I was not a big board game guy as a kid. I mean, I played them from time to time. My favorite board game actually isn't even pictured up here. Jack knows it. It's a little game that we play a lot at the shore called Taboo. Taboo is a fun game. Play with your family. It's basically a type of charades. That's my top tier board game personally. Um, Battleship's cool. Monopoly's okay. Uno's fun. Sorry's cool. Trouble's cool. Mousetrap's cool. But picture fucking Rika. Picture Rika's the shit. 
So if I'm, you get to pick two, just for context, guys. So, and it can be any two board games. I'm going with Picturica. Well, timeout. First off, Uno, Uno's not a board game. Yeah, it doesn't have a board. No, oh, well, I'm sorry. What's your favorite just fucking game to play with family and friends? I guess it's not a board game, but I consider all of it a board game. Um. Anyway, Picturica for me, that's definitely a board game. Uh, and then also I would have to say Taboo. Taboo, I think about it because it has cards. It has a buzzer. Um, it could really be any type of game, charades, like whatever you got. But what's your favorite game to play with friends, family? Uh, we'll kick it to Jackson next. Well, guys, um, you guys know that I'm a, a big golfer, right? Um, no, we didn't. No, I didn't. All right. Well, yeah, I play, I play golf all the time. Douchebag. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do, I will tell you it's Monopoly, but it's the golf version of Monopoly. What that brings back – it brings back childhood memories because when we would – in the summertime, um, my family and I would – when we lost power or it was pouring in the summertime, we would play that game and we would play it for like four hours. It's a long game, but like it has all these big courses um, that I hope to play. It's the same kind of concept as Monopoly, but it's just golf courses. Uh, oh, so that that's was so weird. Oh, uh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. I've never heard of that. I don't know if you're being sarcastic I, I or I not. I think you're making that up. I don't want to nope. call you a liar. No, it's, it's called Golf Monopoly. <laughs> and then my second game. I'm a big fan of Battleship. Battleship is like when we had indoor recess at, at our at our elementary school, we would play that or even Yu-Gi-Oh too. Um, when it was raining outside, indoor recess. Uh, so those two of my favorite uh, games to play. Bringing back memories right. for sure. Fair answers, Declan. What do you got for us? Well, golf monopoly sounds fun, but I feel like Jack <laughs> would kick my butt at that. I'm what gonna about roll golf Picturica or golf Uno. <laughs> That'd be kind of electric, actually. I thought at first he was saying it was like you were playing golf and it was some oh, sort no, of no, like no, you were. No. Yeah, that's why I was like, I didn't follow there for a second, but I'm probably just dumb. Anyway, I'm rolling with uh, not up here, but Candyland. Very oh, underrated. Oh, great. Very underrated game. That and uh, Shoots and Ladders. Say that. Yes. Shoots and Ladders as well. Um, those are probably my two favorite games growing up. Uh, I'm terrible with money, so I was always bad at Monopoly. Uh, sorry, I just, you know, I was I was too nice for sorry. Sorry, and, I'm bad at uh, sorry. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, and Battleship was fun, but just not for me. So that's what I'm all, wrong with. All, all fair answers. And last but not least, hit it home for us tonight, Tommy. What's the top tier board game? Um, I'm going to go with Life. Is one. Oh, you just loved life. Good. Tom okay. definitely had life. like twelve kids on his I car. Live, laugh, marry, wife again. Marry, <laughs> wife again. <laughs> I have eighteen kids. I have sixty-nine kids. <laughs> um, and if we're considering Uno being a board game, I'm gonna go with this other one called uh, one that I think we all fondly love: Cards Against Humanity. Oh. Yes. Oh. Great answer. The adult answer. Yes, we. You guys are beating around the bush. You all secretly love it. At you were trying yes. to be all all nice and PG and G rated for once. And <laughs> I finally just said it. No, I'm I fucking hate that game. game. I hate that game. I'll, I'm the only person on the face of the planet. I actually hate that game. I don't know why. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. 
Hey, I laugh at these ridiculous bro. combinations you can put together in that game. I put can in only the comments your favorite game games. You. Yes, put in your put in your comments your favorite board games. Um, I mean, really, that's all we got. Here we go. Last but not least, Chris Olave told me he'd really love to visit Philly and enjoyed meeting Nick Sirianni, but he did not want to let the cat out of the bag and said how interested the Eagles are in him. Great vibes, good vibes in there. That's cool to hear that from an outside perspective that players do want to come here. Uh, but that's all we got for you guys. We are fucked. We are fucked for this draft. Super fucked. Um, and Dalton, I mean, if you want to, you know, hit that outro, be cool. Yeah. Um, we're more than fucked, buddy. We're, (laughs) (laughs) we're double fucked. If that was a thing, just Evan Neal, I'm getting your Jersey, baby. Evan Neal might be going to the giants. It's going to be a ton of fun, a ton of surprises. I really hope we're coming to you guys ecstatic next week because we traded up for some guy that's amazing. Like Kyle Hamilton or Derek Stingley or something crazy like that. But We'll probably be coming to you guys next week all pissy pants because the Eagles drafted a kicker or punter. Or maybe or a they get Kenny Pickett. Oh, oh my oh, God. Baby. Declan, why did you have to say oh, that? We made baby. it through the whole pod without any QB controversy. <laughs> and on that note, knock on wood, everybody, have a great fucking week. Right, Tom's a bitch. And he's a bitch. Jack still doesn't know how to grow facial hair. Poorly. I heard the Giants draft poorly there, Declan. That was mean of me.